0: Welcome back to another episode of See You on the Other Side. How's it going today, Mike? Well, it's
1: going all right. I mean, it's Thursday. It's the weather's nice. Yeah, it got warm again. It was cool all week. It felt like fall. It felt like it was going to be Halloween already. It did, which made for great running,
0: right? Yes. You yes, you're putting the miles in, you're logging them. Yes, I Pretty am. hardcore I'm, now.
1: Yes, I am. I've already done like 30 miles this week. Oh my gosh.
0: And I've done about 15, I think. Okay. I completed my couch to 5K training today. All right. So you're so ready.
1: So I'm, I'm, I'm off, off the your couch. 5K.
0: Yeah, yeah, and
1: you do five k without walking the whole time. Yep. Okay. So I've done
0: three, three of those complete this week, and then Saturday I'll do the,
1: the race. So. Okay. Where's the race on Saturday?
0: It's in Madison at uh, Warner Park. Okay. So it's, it's a nighttime one of those glow in the dark. Um, oh, really? So you're gonna
1: wear like, uh, neon. you're gonna wear like glow sticks. or Yeah. Something?
0: And then they have DJs that you run between, I guess. So okay, it's not, and it's not it, like my that, kind of race. That's the glow run. Yeah. The and they have run. like a big party at the end and stuff at the um the mallards.
1: Okay, that's exciting. Field. Okay. All right. Well Warner Park's right around here. I run through it yeah. all the time. Yeah. I did a fifteen K there a few years ago. Oh cool. That was very nice.
0: Excellent. Excellent.
1: Nice. So the weather's good. That's fun. Um, We played in Wausau this Saturday. Yeah,
0: and we got to play outside because it didn't rain, so that was Mm
1: -hmm. nice. (laughs) And we had a a fine time at the Great Dane, even though the Wausau Great Dane isn't haunted because it's too new. (laughs) Right. Unlike the Madison Great Dane, which is super-duper haunted, and uh, so the Wausau one's not quite the same. But
0: the nachos haunted my
1: yes and those <laughs> intestines are I don't wild. Think I ate there no I didn't eat there so you, you got they it.
0: were just very there are a lot of peppers on them and I love jalapenos but man was was, was one of them the poor... ghost was
1: it, was it a ghost pepper oh, hey oh, oh.
0: it was a poor decision at the end hey, of the no. night to, to mount out on that like platter of nachos
1: okay but it'll happen I don't regret it good good that's the best way to live your life with no food regrets
0: that's right <laughs> but yeah no, no ghosts other than the peppers
1: okay I've got something exciting. I'm going to do a haunted tour of the Ohio Tavern on Monday. Whoa, cool. Ohio Tavern's a Madison bar. like yep. They have like a Schlitz or a Blatz sign on it, too. So, you oh, know, cause Perfect. It's, it's like the last place in town that has like a drink Blatz beer sign on it. And uh, anyway, the Ohio's got some haunted stories. Cool. And it's funny, the owners had taken the tour, and they just called me out of the blue saying like, well, we, you know.
0: When you say the tour, you mean...
1: Oh, yes, Your Madison I, yes we too, have right? a, a, a Madison ghost, Madison Madisonghostwalks.com If you visit the lovely capital of Wisconsin, <laughs> you should go on it. But yeah, so they went on the and they, yeah. they just called and said, like, hey, we have a, you know, our place is haunted, too. Cool. And so they have a whole bunch of stories. And uh, I'm cool. gonna go there and get a little. That's walk great.
0: I've never actually been in there, but I've driven past it. It looks like a pretty old building so it wouldn't surprise me if they're were...
1: well I wanted to see if we could have some kind of event there oh cool so like it might be something where even we could play a yeah. couple acoustic songs and you know kind of thing like
0: invite out the uh, the listeners yeah
1: and, and also it's just something different for something to do so anyway so I'm gonna go on a uh, I'm gonna do a haunted adventure inside the Ohio Tavern That's on Monday and we'll see what happens and, and then I'll probably set something up in October or something like that when we get all spooky That
0: sounds like a good Monday thing to do too it does It's good to have like fun things planned
1: for Monday, so it's not just,
0: "Mm, it's Monday. No,
1: instead it's going to be talking to dead people. (laughs) Perfect. Right. And nobody's like, "Mm, talking to dead people. That sounds like crap. (laughs) I don't even know where that that voice came from. That That was a weird voice.
2: Crap. Um,
1: Anyway, so that's what we got going on. Hey, if you guys like the podcast, make sure you say hi. At Other Side Talk is our Twitter. And so we get people to say hi every once in a while, other side talk. So, and also you can find me at sunspot Mike and I'm at sunspot Wendy.
0: And if you see us in meat space, make sure you wave and say hello.
1: Yes, you do. <laughs> meat space. Oh, I forgot about that. All right. Anyway, so, uh, things are happening. It's been a good week and Great I, week. and I, I'm making, we're making nice memories this summer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of cool things going on. I'm- we- we, and, and what would happen, Thanks. though, you know, we've made a lot of nice memories of the past, you know, planned together for almost two decades. So, you know how sometimes we talk about shows and places and stuff like that? And we both. Oh, yeah. All the time. Like, we'll I'll say like, hey, do you remember this? And you'll be like, well, yeah, but I don't remember it the same. Or, yeah, sure. Time has, uh, has altered our memories a bit. Has changed. Right. So, like, we remember things how we... Not just how we want to remember them sometimes, mm-hmm. but also we remember them to fit our situation. Right. Okay. So let's go say we're going to let's go say we're going to play a show at a bar in that we haven't been at for five years mm-hmm. or something like that. Let's say it's in Indiana or something like that. Or oh, We're okay. gonna go back to Indiana and do you remember the last time we were at that place? Oh yeah. Uh, everybody was so nice. We had such a good time. And then you might be like, Well, no, I remember like the bartender spit at us or <laughs> you know, or you got ejected or something happened. Uh-huh. And so like I'm remembering it as a happy thing because I want it to be happy because we're going back there. I see. So I'm my memory
0: is fitting. And I remember it as a bad thing because <laughs> you're a I'm grump. Debbie Downer. <laughs>
1: mwah, mwah.
0: <laughs>
1: uh right. And so that's the thing. It's like our like memory no. is a fluid thing. Right.
0: I mean a lot of our our to- like remember the first road trip tour that we took? Mm-hmm. Like, everything went wrong. We broke down. I mean, there were a number. We we started referring to it as the Murphy's Law Tour. Yeah,
1: Murphy's Tour. That was horrible.
0: um, It was really bad. A lot of really bad things happened. But, like, I still think about that as, like, one of the best ever trips. And when you're
1: telling stories about it, we're like, oh, no, this is... uh," (laughs) Even though at the time there was some point, like, where we had to, uh, you know, all hide in the truck because somebody was screaming they were going (laughs) to shoot somebody else inside Francis Slocum State Park in Pennsylvania or when our first show got canceled or, or we wh- were camping so we could save money and it was 105
0: degrees and we were basically melting in the tent
1: yep and and that's and and that was the park where they were looking for a murder victim at right. the time right yeah. uh so like all of those things but you know when we think about it, we'd we'll be like, "Oh, we could stay at that park again. That was great time last time, wasn't it?" And even though you're like, just your your memory fits, yeah, kind of where you want it to go and what you want it to be. And that's, I mean, that's good in some situations and bad in others. It's good in the way of we have these nice memories of this of, of our first first like extended yeah, tour. It
0: hasn't ruined us. That or was ex- <laughs> <laughs> it has never wanted
1: to tour again. Right? Maybe. That was extraordinarily <laughs> difficult. Um, but. Uh, at the same time, if we're giving court testimony, then you that's interesting you know yeah. y- you want it to be as accurate as possible, and if I'm remembering things that happened twenty years ago that aren't exactly the way i mean it even ha- just anybody you've known for a yeah. long time, you'll remember things in a different sure. way a- and and that's what we're talking about today oh, so, okay like like the fluidity of memory mm-hmm. and false memories. And also how that relates to paranormal activity, which doesn't a big okay. way because we have the kind of like the three big things of um, paranormal memory. Uh, one is past life regressions. Okay, right. So people get hypnotized and then they, you know, they'll say that I I used to live as a I was a farmer. Yeah. In Minnesota in 1846, you and know, they have
0: vivid details about all the things around them and right. Well, we I My mean, name was Gunter. One of her first interviews, Susan Messino
1: Her name she, her son's Gunter. <laughs>
2: no. Oh yeah. But she right.
0: she believed that she was a, uh, um an actress, I think. Oh yes she, so, yes,
2: she
1: did. Yes, yeah. she did okay. Yep, she was an actress. And then uh her son was on the that's Titanic. Right, yeah, so her son I mean, was on the Titanic. So we've ex- we've actually talked to people who
0: have that experience. Kind
1: of yeah. And um and so, past life regressions is a big one. Next up are UFO mm-hmm. abductions. So, like everybody, like that's where they remember they were getting abducted by when they miss, their are missing time. Um, they get hypnotized and regressed, and the missing time shows up as an alien abduction. Yeah, and so that's the second big one. And the third big one um, is satanic ritual abuse. That seems kind of incongruent with the other two. Well. Well, we'll, you mean
0: because people don't remember it happening until they get hypnotized? Like, we'll have
1: to do a, um, that they blocked it out, that this was their, you know, this is something so traumatic that they won't remember it and stuff. Okay. And they can only remember it through hypnosis. Oh, wow. Now, we'll do a whole episode on the 80s satanic panic when we do a Dungeons and Dragons episode and things like that later, because that all connects with heavy metal and Dungeons and Dragons and the 1980s and the idea that Satanists were roaming the country. And uh, they were doing horrible things to people. And I mean, it, really, it was on Oprah. Yeah. It was on everything.
0: Yeah, we had a, we, we had a discussion about
1: the right. satanic panic. We brought it up before. And, uh, but, but this is where a lot of it comes in. Okay. Because the thing is, 1980, um, a Canadian woman, her name is uh, Michelle Smith. Okay, so Michelle Smith is being interviewed um, or by her therapist, Ah, uh, Doctor Lawrence Pazdar, and she starts remembering all these things that happened to her when she was a kid. That uh, she was born into a family of Satan worshippers. Wow! And they would, they would, you know, kill and sacrifice oh, people, and eesh. that they would, ha- the women would have children just to sacrifice the children and things like that. So this is in 1980, is when this book is published. Okay. And uh, eventually. Michelle married the doctor, so she married her doctor. Okay. She came in for depression because she had a miscarriage in 1976, and she said that I've got something important to tell you, but I can't think what it is. And she kept on saying, "I got something important to tell you, but I can't That's think what it is." That's a horrible feeling too when you have that happen. It is. I mean, it's bad enough when it's just like, "Oh, you know," it's a, it's another thing when you're in depression. and It's your right. therapist. It's like it's like this is really important for something therapy. S- significant, <laughs> huh? But I just can't think of what Dang it, it all. is. It's, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm just so sad. Anyway, they had a session again, and she screams for 25 minutes nonstop. Just ah, ah, like she's freaking out, and then starts speaking in the voice of a five-year-old. Oh, gosh. So 600 hours of hypnosis over the next 14 months. And there's all these memories of the satanic ritual abuse that occurred when she was five That's terrible. Uh, in 1954 and 1955, oh, where she said that her family was part of a satanic cult in Victoria, uh, British Columbia, where most of the satanic cults are from.
0: Really? No, no. Okay. I, I mean, <laughs> I didn't know.
1: I don't think so. British Columbia seems like a real it nice place. It does seem like a real nice place. Yeah, but it's beautiful. Sometimes the least likely places. Right, could be a great place for Satanists. Yeah. And these aren't and these aren't the, the friendly Satanists like the ones building the um, the statue. Oh yeah, that's in right. In Detroit, <laughs> right. I shared that on the Facebook. We'll put that in the notes, and we talked about that in our Satanism <laughs> thing. That they have that ridiculous Baphomet statue, and they actually built it in Detroit. Oh gosh! So that's funny. Yeah. So there's a, uh, and it's like it's like the devil with kids around him and stuff. It's like super. It's super funny, and uh, they are doing news stories about it. And they really have to do this because this is it's a protest against having like the Ten Commandments and everything inside of courthouses. Sure. So under the, uh, you know, the First Amendment and freedom religion, the government shall establish no state religion, right? Right, right. Um, if you have a, a a Christian Ten Commandments in the courthouse, you have to have an alternative religion if it is presented. So that's the idea. But so they can't deny them. No, they, and that thing is they can't deny them. So they do something ridiculous like have this satanic statue. And they have a little <laughs> coloring book and things like that. Nice. No, it's super funny. Wow. And they're all atheists doing it. Like nobody really yeah. worships the devil. Right. But these guys, I mean, they were talking about like they worship the devil. And she remembers all of this stuff under Ooh. hypnosis. Man. And I think that's where we're going to find out. Because I mean, we, we think when you think of hypnosis, like what do you think of?
0: I think of those, like the assemblies we had in high school where they'd bring in the hypnotist and then make people like dance like a chicken or We never had stuff. that we never had that oh, stuff. Tell okay. me about tell me about the, chick, well, the dancing chickens. They'd have um they'd get everybody together in the gymnasium, you know, uh-huh. with the bleachers and and then the guy would come up and he'd pick like 5 or 10 people, I don't know how many. And he'd hypnotize them in front of everyone and then he'd tell them certain he'd he'd make them do stupid stuff basically, okay. like. And then he'd assign like a trigger to it, so then after he got them out of the trance or whatever, then they'd go back to their seats. And he'd say something, and just the people that had been hypnotized would, like, jump up and start doing the chicken dance right, or whatever. Okay. So it was really bizarre. And it, it oh, man, it mortified me. I was like, I would never volunteer okay, so to you do that. never no. You never got to be Gosh, one of the, no, the, no the, no the, the chicken dancing
2: uh-uh. hypnotizers,
1: Hyp- hypnosis, hypnotize, <laughs> hypnotize.
0: I'm far too much of a control freak. I would not let somebody implant subliminal things
1: into my mind like that no way and, but the, the thing is okay now we talk about hypnosis and the power of suggestion and you're, you're like i'm not gonna let anybody you know like you're worried that you would lose control under hypnosis right that you would do something that you wouldn't do
0: yeah or, i mean that's I mean, what beer does though well this is true but i mean there's first of all that's something that you do willingly you that, know No, you i know. know i'm just teasing but just the idea of they're like unlocking a door into the secret part of your mind. And right. there's, you know, there's things, there might be things in there that I don't necessarily want to share. Okay. People to have fair access
1: enough. to. Well, that, that, okay. That's, that's fair. Also, we talked about the hidden observer and stuff before. Oh, remember yeah. what um, we, we talked about um, yeah. the Stanford prison experiment and, and dealt with those, those weird hypnosis experiments that um, they used to do. Dr. Zimbardo. That's right. Used to do. Um, well, anyway, so, you know the thing is, most people think of hypnosis like this place where your memory's better, or you can you can find different parts of your mind. Okay. Like you can access these kind of things. Now, have you ever been hypnotized by a therapist or a hypno, like what are they hypnotherapy? Right. So... Yeah.
0: Yep. No, I haven't. Um, I find that really interesting, though. That that that's the only other context I can really think of, but um, where people try to stop smoking, smoking or something, or eating or whatever.
1: I used, to, I used to try to hypnotize myself to stop biting my nails. Oh, okay. When I was like 11. So, did
0: you like record your own tapes? Yeah, I cool. had a little tape recorder. And then I'd be like,
1: <laughs> you were counting down from 100 and 99, except I was like 11. So, I'd be like, you're
2: counting down from 99, 98. <laughs> you should
1: find those tapes. Oh, that would be so amazing. I should find amazing. those tapes somewhere just to see, like, yeah. But I would just, I would read the stuff and I would just try to not bite my nails. And I don't know if it worked or not. I mean really, I guess I stopped biting my nails and now So it worked. Yes, I suppose Hooray. I suppose it worked. I used to do that too. I would record if I needed
0: like to learn something for school mm-hmm. or whatever, I'd make a recording of myself reading it and then I would just play it
1: when I went to bed at night cuz it's like, oh, it'll just soak into my brain. Sure. I've done that with stuff. I did that with um when I performed things that yeah. I had to like memorize oh, like a, a long things. soliloquy or something yeah. like that, like I would record myself reading it, and then I'd listen to it. And then I'd try to say along with it. Yeah. So I'd be like, you know, singing along with yourself.
0: That's that's what I do for the drumline stuff too. The
1: drumline for the Green Bay Packers? (laughs) So in case you didn't know, (laughs) Wendy's on the alternate list for the Green Bay Packers drum. Are they called the Tundra Line or something? Yeah. Okay, and can you explain what that is to people who oh, might not know what it is? It's a
0: drumline that plays at the home games for all the Green Bay Packers. So, um, drumline is a games. group
1: of drummers in a line, yeah, in a row, and and there's the bass drum, and somebody plays yeah. a snare, and somebody plays the the bongos tenors, or something. Okay,
0: tenors, and then uh, cymbals. Okay, so there's it's a it's a good group of people, and um, they play all these original pieces that were written just for the Green Bay Packers Tundra Line. And, uh, but anyway, so I, I had to learn a lot of the music quickly because if, if I'm called upon yes. to play as an alternate, I want, I need to be
1: prepared. Yes. As an employee of the Green Bay Packer organization. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm basically a Packer. Yeah. Basically. You're, I'm on you the and, team. You and Aaron Rodgers are just are like this. We're real. Me and Aaron are real close. Yes. But to, he calls me when Olivia's out of town
0: to learn the music. Cause it's, since it is all original stuff, um, I made these little recording tracks with the bass drum parts, so I can okay. like, and then I just play them. I have them like when I'm driving or whatever. I just have it playing, so I can kind of have it ingrained in my mind. Sure. So
1: right. So it's there, and it's easy to. You know, it's like yeah. just, just like you know the words to a song after you heard it a thousand exactly. times. Exactly. And you're just like, well, I just I just know the words. Now. I don't even know how I know the words. I wasn't trying. So the power of suggestion, hypnosis. I mean, we got mm. off track there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, sorry about that. But no, that's okay. That's okay. We always like to talk about the pack. <laughs> um, but I, so the thing is with hypnosis, we think of it as this. Like this, this place where you can discover truths, where you remember things that are hidden from the conscious part of your brain. Um, that isn't necessarily true. What? That's right. So, I mean, that's the thing. It, you are suge- the power of suggestion. So, we hypnotize you and make, oh. you, make, you, make you dance like a chicken. Yeah. Okay, come on. And so, we're all dancing like chickens and stuff because we were suggested.
0: Like the, um, what's his name? Howie, Howie Mandel?
1: The, the bald guy that yeah.
0: doesn't shake people's well, hands? Well, we were talking about when they, hypnotized, they the hypnotist made it so that he would shake people's hands without the gloves right, on. That's
1: right. Otherwise, he, he'd freak out. Yeah. That's right. Same thing. I mean... Which is, I, I suppose that's how he could work on saying elsewhere, because he always had a, the rubber gloves on, because it was a, a hospital. Okay. So uh, these things all happen under hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we're getting. So this whole Michelle Remembers book, this sets off this chain of events in the 1980s where... I mean, urban legends, and we didn't have the internet and all that kind of stuff, like she's saying that there's groups of Satanists out there doing horrible things to people. And first of all, that's terrifying. remember half the United States is conservative I- evangelical Christians who believe Satan's a real guy that's coming for them, <laughs> you know, that, that has it out for everybody. And yeah. uh, so this is just, so people start remembering these things more and more, and um, stories of abuse start happening inside of these uh hypnosis sessions. And that I mean, that starts leading to court cases. That starts leading Uh-oh. to, right, yeah, people going to jail. Yeah, That's where things start to get right. dicey. But the thing is, is that we can create false memories a lot easier than you than you think. Really? Yeah. In fact, two scientists just a couple of years ago um, at MIT, Steve Ramirez and uh I think Doug Liu were working on this specific thing where they were trying to implant a memory in a mouse. Cool. So not just suggest it. So there's been research where people, they, they're suggestible to the fact that they, they're told that they remember a certain thing. Oh, Okay. So there's been some research where people get told that, remember, a certain kind of food preferences. Oh. Like, they'll take this long food preference inventory about yeah. the history of their life. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a couple hundred questions. And then later on, when they're, they're talking about it, the uh, scientists inject a couple of things in there. They'll say, like, well, you know, it's just like that time you got sick eating bad eggs. And they never got sick eating bed eggs. Ah, uh, okay. So they're you know putting it's, words it's in their like, mouth. Well, basically, it's, right. It's like, oh yeah, you got you know you got sick after I eating. You remember that, that fish. don't you? <laughs> yeah, you remember that. And so then later on, they're remembering those experiences, and they are not eating as much eggs, oh. not eating as many fish. Okay, weird. Because that fake stuff was introduced, and Ooh, that's crazy. they'll remember and be talking about it in a different session over the course of several months. They'll be like, well, you know, since I have that. Allergy to eggs or yeah. whatever. There's no allergy to eggs, and it was never even on their wow. food inventory. Wow. It was placed in there. And statistically, they start remembering things that didn't happen. Huh. Fascinating. So I mean with a person you can do that pretty easily. Now how do you do that biologically?
0: Yeah, and and the mouse thing, I mean <laughs> not to sound like an idiot, but what are you like? Hey little guy, you remember? Like how how do they <laughs> Well sure. <laughs> What does that test involve? I'm curious. You know what they
1: Well, they're trying to create something like, called an engram. An engram is a, um like a bunch of uh, like nerve nerve cells or, you know, a bunch of neurons that uh, memories are contained in. They they theorize that memories are contained in.
0: Okay, so do they like put the cheese somewhere and then
1: Well, no. I mean, it's nothing that nice. These is. are scientists with mice. Oh. So so, okay. so mice never get that never get the uh, the fun part of research Aww. they always so they're trying to induce a fear response in a place that never happened
0: that's terrible so they're uh that's mean to the little mouse know, using a, a, using a
1: certain kind of laser oh gosh on the mouse's brain okay um i see they created a fear response that the mouse went to a certain place that had never been before oh. and thought it was going to get shot. they
0: know where i guess they
1: observed the brain yes And um, these are scientists now. And so, I mean, the idea was that like, all of a sudden the mouse is freaking out because it thinks it's going to get shocked again. Yeah. But it's never been shocked in that spot before. That's really cruel. Well, but it shows that, I mean, and in the article they talk about it in the Smithsonian, they're like, it's just like Inception. Yeah. Um, But Inception was about dreams. So I don't know what movie they're talking about, (laughs) but it's not Inception. Uh, They just probably because the movie had just come out. They're like, oh, it's a real life inception. Right. No, you don't understand. That's dreams, not memories. uh, Maybe they didn't watch the movie. Right. But (laughs) the idea that, I mean, if we know where memories are created and memories are stored, or if we can create memories, can we take them away? And then what can you do for. Well, that, that might be okay. Like, we might not want our memories gone away, even of like. Being terrified in a Pennsylvania park yeah. in the middle of the so, night, but let's say somebody who was in a horrible car oh, accident, gosh, yeah, or post-traumatic all the things that happen to yeah. post-traumatic stress disorder, the people that came yeah. back from the war. Um, sure, what, what can we do to change their memories so then you can they treat can them? Continue a little with
0: life more normally than
1: right. So it's I mean, and so they have a chance to, you know, yeah, to, so to deal with those things.
0: It's basically, I mean, it's it's treating the brain kind of like a hard drive. You're going in and deleting certain things, or
1: adding certain files that weren't there. That's before. correct. But those grams are like files. Yeah. And so yeah. they, I mean, you lose those neurons and then you're not going to remember it.
0: Ooh, the and implications it, are pretty right, scary. I
1: mean, the science is obviously in, not just in its, in, it's in its pre infancy, yeah. you know, and there's only so many ways you can try to prove that the mouse is actually, I mean, he might just be terrified because he's in a weird maze or something like there's <laughs> a million. But the thing is the study came out and it was pretty cool. Huh? in that, in being able to actually create a memory. Well, I mean, we're talking a little bit how memories can be created biologically. Memories can be created through suggestion. You know, like that Michelle Remembers book. Well, there's no evidence of this massive satanic cult in Victoria, British Columbia in the 1950s. Like, where the heck did that come from? That is weird, though. The Children of the Corn, for real. Yeah. But it developed over 600 hours of discussion with a therapist. Okay, man, so oh man. his, his and, bill is just racking up, right? Well, that's why they probably got married. She's like, you know, I can't pay you, <laughs> I can't pay you, so um I'm just going to get married to you. Yeah, that's it. This, like, I, all right. But the thing is, though, they he created a whole career out of that. Wow, like they created a career out of that talk shows. You know, so you have speeches, to wonder what the motive was. You know, bingo. How true. And I mean, and you can think about that when you come to like some of the first experiences with um, UFO abductions. Now, the first big one is uh, Barney and Betty Hill. And I always think of Benny Hill, the British I was comedian. Just thinking I
0: was just imagining the tambourine
1: chase. But, I mean, uh, here's, a, here's a couple in September of 1961 driving through rural New Hampshire. And all of a sudden, they miss several hours of their lives. So... They're, you know, driving down the way. Betty thinks that she sees a falling star, but it starts getting bigger and bigger. They stop for a closer look with their, do- you know, their dogs out there. Barney's got a gun in his car. Oh, Barney. Well, okay, they were an interracial couple in the early 1960s. Sure. And, like, he was part of the Civil Rights Commission, and they are members yeah. of the NAACP. And, and you know, like... Mississippi burning and Clu Clu, like
0: things were pretty right. tense. It makes sense that he would have a gun. Yeah,
1: okay, that just... Barney's packing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so Barney, I mean, they see something weird. He grabs a gun. They go towards, you know, they go, they go towards this thing that they see, and uh, well, they don't remember, you know.
0: And then from that point, they
1: just it's gone. And then you know, they wake up and they found that uh, they had traveled thirty five miles south. Of where they were. Okay. And um, they only, they don't even remember driving. Uh. So then they kind of, you know, everybody's freaking out about it. And uh, then they get hypnotized and talk about it. And this is the first case of a, you know, of like someone being hypnotized into talking about a UFO abduction.
0: That would be a pretty incredible story
1: to come up with on your own. Well, it would be, except we already have the UFO in there. Yeah, that's true. They'd already seen something. Yeah. And so if they've already seen something and UFOs are already, I mean, this is after the Day the Earth Stood still came yeah. out. This is after Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, okay. It's 14 years after Roswell. Like people, I mean, UFOs are a thing. Yeah. People are thinking about them a lot more. Yeah. I mean, even think about when you, in Back to the Future, they have the, <laughs> you know, like he thinks it's a UFO or whatever right, right. when um, he crashes to the barn and stuff. And, I mean, the joke is that he says he's Darth Vader or something. But anyway, so, I mean, they, she calls the Air Force Base, the local Air Force Base, to report a UFO encounter. Um, she w- you know she w- was uh, afraid of being labeled eccentric, so she withholds some of the details, and then uh, they start investigating it. The Air Force starts investigating it, because at the time there was Project Blue Book, which we talked about Project Blue Book a lot with Mark O'Connell. Oh, yeah. Because the person right. that he's writing the book about... Uh, Dr. Allen Hynek was like the guy in charge of Project Blue oh, cool. Book, and also uh, our uh, interviewee Lloyd Auerbach, the parapsychologist. Right? Yes. Um, he studied under Dr. Hynek. Man, at Northwestern. It's like a party of see you on the other side. Gas- <laughs> it is. It is. It's all. It's all coming together. Yeah. But the fact is, is that Betty was having dreams about the UFO encounter. All this, you know, all this stuff came into the most. You know, this was about the most famous. UFO abduction story up until the 1980s.
0: Oh, the 80s.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> One of my favorite decades.
1: I know. And um, and they even made a movie of this. James Earl Jones is in the movie of this called the UFO infin- incident in the 1970s. So the thing is, by the time we start to get, I mean, therapists have seen these movies. Okay. So the power of suggestion there too, right? We're all coming into the power of suggestion. The idea of being able to regress into past lives. Yeah. You know, this is all coming from, this is under hypnosis, and you're talking, and it seems like, they call it like the social reconstruction of memories, in that people uh, can fantasize entire complex scenarios and later define these experiences as memories of actual events, rather than imaginings. And that's coming with, I mean, the three big ones, UFOs, past life experiences, and child ritual satanic abuse. And um, people can, I mean, they start creating these things in their head. I mean, that we're already predisposed to it. Like if I was a, uh, let's say I was a therapist and we're talking and you start saying like, well, I seem to remember this stuff before I was born. I remember, you know, and you start, we start going into it. Like you just start, you could start just creating a fantasy. True. And then convince yourself that it really happened, and I'm egging yeah. you. I could be egging you on the whole time. Like, yeah, well, tell me, what did your brother look like? Well, my brother was five foot nine, and right. he had black hair, and he he was Gunter. I don't was know why I'm using, the, too? I'm using like, the name Gunter for everyone know. from the 19th century. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a big 19th century name in my it world. Is, yeah, apparently, yeah. But that's and, and so there's all these studies done that we're saying that the usefulness of hypnosis with uh, eyewitness testimony and using hypnosis to refresh testimony and saying that um, memory distortions often involve inaccuracies in detail. And it's not necessarily fabrication of everything, unless it's like a past life or something like that. But the thing is, is that your mind starts filling in details that you don't actually remember. Sure. That's, yeah, that's what so, the brain does. And and you're also being, you know, you're also being asked. They're asking you questions. Yeah. And so you just start, you know, when you think about remembering something, I mean, think about what you ate yesterday. Like, I, okay. I had General So's tofu yesterday, right?
0: Mm, that's my favorite.
1: <laughs> and it, it's delicious. My stomach just growled. <laughs> okay. It did, don't get that on the tape. Uh, no, it's, um, so, <laughs> well, but general. So, so like if you just said, like, okay, what was the color of the sauce? And be like, well, it's red. Well, what kind of red? I don't know. But I'm looking at you right now yeah. with a certain kind of red yeah. hair. And I'd be like, mm, red, lungy li-, red. <laughs> yeah, red like your hair or something. And then it just, you just start going to that. And then I see it like that. And now I see what yeah. I ate yesterday. I see all these tofu on some rice with the color, you know, the sauce, same color. And that's the thing. Your mind starts filling stuff in. And so that's the suggestion. Now, I'm not saying that all these things are like that, because, of course, there might be past lives and people might be abducted by Yeah, we aliens. don't
0: have any way of, of proving these things. And, I mean,
1: it's, it's when it's just your word versus... Right. No and, ones. Uh, and the thing is, a lot of people remember abuse under hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Like, there was an entire... I mean, a whole bunch of people at this preschool went to jail, too, near the in the early 1990s, because these psychologists were not necessarily hypnotizing the kids, but they were suggesting to the kids that they were being abused. Oh, man. And wow. I remember reading the article like in Women's Circle or one of the magazines my mother's had. And it goes to this whole thing about this. <laughs> you read Co- Women's completely- Circle? Completely. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a magazine. It was hanging around. It was this whole thing about all this abuse that happened at a preschool. And it was just the most horrifying thing in the yeah, world. that's To terrible. think that people, oh, like a God. group of people would be a conspiracy organized Ugh. to do this. Yeah, really. Okay. Well, those people have been acquitted now because it's all... <sighs> You know, they were implanting those suggestions in the children. Why? Um, maybe not maliciously. Maybe they just uh-huh. started to say, like, you could be overenthusiastic. Yeah. And, and this is where it gets murky. Because then what do you say to people? You're like, you know what? I just don't, you know, we, we can't believe yeah, you. Yeah, that's because, a tricky one. Because, I mean, in some cases, abuse does happen. In and some s- cases, aliens do abduct you. In, yeah. in some cases, these things could totally happen.
0: And I, I, I mean, I think memory repression totally makes sense for, mm-hmm. for situations of abuse and things like that. So why would the brain not do the same thing if if, <laughs> right. if, you were abducted by aliens and it was a traumatic experience? I mean.
1: And so it definitely, I mean, there's definitely cases where people are abused and stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't know if you can just rely on hypnosis, especially if you're talking about going to court or right. something like that. Like, is, is hypnosis enough for the, the social reconstruction of memory? And then a great article in the New York Times... Uh, from 1997, even talks about how hypnosis can cause false memories. A psychologist at Ohio State found that when people were warned about the possibility of acquiring pseudo-memories under hypnosis, more than a quarter of them did anyway. So Dr. Joseph Green Whoa. was the professor, and he said, there's a cultural expectation that hypnosis will lead to more accurate and earlier memories, but that's not true.
2: Huh.
1: Um. So, uh, 48 students who'd been shown to be highly susceptible to hypnosis, so those are your chicken dancers, (sighs) were divided into two groups. Before they were hypnotized, 32 of the students were warned that hypnosis could lead to false memories and could not make people remember things that they would not ordinarily remember. The remaining 16 students were given no such warning. Okay. Then they were... uh, asked about something that happened the, the, the night from the previous week. And it had to be a night where they weren't doing drugs or drinking alcohol. Okay, that's good. It's, you know, it said, it's funny. It says, a night they had uninterrupted sleep, uninfluenced by alcohol or drugs, and without any dreams that they were yeah, called.
0: I love that You know, for the college kids, you have to yeah, always gotta, have that as that a disclaimer. And little disclaimer
1: in there. Nobody was messed up at the time. <laughs> then during hypnosis, the students were asked if they heard a loud noise at 4 a.m. After hypnosis, they were asked if they recalled hearing a loud noise during the night. 28% of the forewarned students and 44% of those who were not warned about false memories claimed that they had heard such a noise. So, during the hypnosis, they were just asked to recall the night. Okay. And then asked, did you hear something weird at 4 a.m. that night?
0: Oh, okay.
1: Then later on, when they were asked about the night in question, 28% of the people who were Jeez. warned that hypnosis, just the suggestion. Yeah. Like, he didn't say, like, okay you heard something weird at 4 a.m. All he said was, did you hear something weird? He just brought it up. He just bringing it up, created the memory that they heard something weird at 4 o'clock in the morning, even with the students who had been warned that hypnosis can create fake
0: memories. That's pretty
1: fascinating. Right. So, I mean, it just goes to show that, I mean, we talk about the power of suggestion and the inaccuracy of memory. Yeah. So let's say we're talking and we're having, like, let's say you're like, Mike, I don't know what happened between... 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. on Saturday. And I'd be like, well, it's because you had too much scotch ale at the Great thing, No, but <laughs> I'd be like... You ate a lot of nachos. <laughs> right, and you had the nachos and those peppers did you in. <laughs> but okay, so let's say you're like, hey, why don't you try to hypnotize me so we can figure it out? I'm like, okay. And I'll say, Wendy, was it aliens? And you might be like, no. And then later on, you could be like, uh, maybe. I think it was aliens. Just because I asked you, was it alien?
0: right? It's like the brain is hearing a muffled version of it. It just picks up like aliens four right. a.m. you know, like, and then whatever it constructs out of that and the other things
1: floating around in there. Well, and this is the trouble with the, with the research. There's, um, there's a Dr. John Mack and he was a, a psychiatrist and a professor at Harvard med school and him and this other guy named Bud Hopkins got really into the research into UFO abduction. And I mean, they wrote a book called intruders, and intruders was all about all the people that had experienced these oh, memories, um, or yeah, like these these alien abductions, and then later on would remember them. Okay, and also like people get hypnotized on unsolved mysteries at yeah, the time. Yep, I remember those. I mean, you can. I'll put an unsolved mysteries in the show notes because I, <laughs> I I watched like a whole one from like 1987, awesome. just like a, just like a month ago, like because yeah. they're all on YouTube. Yeah? Like somebody put oh, everything cool. on YouTube, and um, I mean it's obviously it's completely. Uh, illegal, But I think it's still up there because nobody's going to be right. like, I want to get them Unsolved Mysteries Give my- <laughs> DVDs. Give me my royalty check for that <laughs> right. YouTube video. I mean, I think Rob. I mean, Robert Stack's been dead for 10 years. Aww. But um, the thing was, these guys start getting into it. They're known as alien abduction researchers. OK. So if you're going to be talking to them or going to be hypnotized and talk about your memories... To people that you know are alien right. abduction what does researchers, that <laughs> that you may have read Intruders to book. My dad even bought that book. That's cool. And he's not a guy that believes in that kind of yeah. stuff, but he's like, well, you know, it's got a Harvard Med School psychiatrist wrote. You know, he's like, we better check this out. Respectable. And, uh, you know, and then he, I mean, he certainly found some things. He found some of the cases that and he's like, well, you know, I, I don't, they might be aliens. You know, he, they, they found okay, enough sure. evidence where it's like, you know what? I can't say that this person's lying. I can't say that this memory is completely inaccurate. Inconclusive. Right. I mean, but they go through that and, and they do that research. So, I mean, you know, if you're talking to Bud Hopkins or John Mack, like what you're like, what you're expected to say. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it's been that. I mean, yeah. So I think one of the breakthroughs of it was in the late 80s is a book called Communion by Willie Streber. Ah yes, and Whitley, Whitley Strieber's wife just died, so Aww. I feel bad for That's him, really and sad. Uh, yeah, my condolences to that family because they, they have a show called Dreamland. Right, listen
0: to that one; it's good.
1: And and so Whitley Strieber was a Hollywood writer, and he wrote Wolfen, and he had a couple other uh, like horrorish science fiction movies, and he starts experiencing. He's talking about this missing time that he's experienced since he was a kid. He starts seeing animals, and like an owl. So think about an owl's okay. eyes and, and he starts having a weird reaction to it. So then he goes to a psychiatrist and get okay. hypnotized and he starts remembering that he's been abducted by aliens since oh, he was a
2: child. wow.
1: And then, so he'd been writing fiction before. Uh-huh. And then he starts, he writes this nonfiction book, oh, Communion, man. and it becomes like a sensation. Like that's, that's the movie that, I mean, that's the book that made it. Yeah. Him. Like yeah. Christopher Walken stars in, stars as him cool. in the movie of it. Um. It's on the, so you're walking through the, uh, the grocery store and communion and the gray alien, the, the famous gray alien with the big almond eyes, mm-hmm. like right on the cover. Okay. So now in every grocery yeah, store in the United States, you know, there is a, there's a, a soft cover book, a soft a cover paperback. There's a paperback with a gray alien on it looking at you in a book that says I was abducted by yeah. aliens.
0: And all of a sudden, a lot more people got abducted. Right, right? and then all I of a sudden, remembered being abducted.
1: And all of a sudden, we have the '90s, yeah. and then and then you have and then you have these these shows that that start talking about those kind of things. And so, um, well, that's the thing: creating false memories. And um, you know, there's an interesting uh, there's a story, and this is actually from an article written by Dr. Elizabeth Loftus. Okay. Now, Dr. Loftus is probably the most famous researcher into uh, this kind of this into fake memories and the creation of memories. And uh, one of our friends actually studied with her at Uh the university of Washington and said that, and said that direct connection, direct connection. And also said that Dr. Loftus is brilliant in real life. Okay. That's good to know. So, I mean, in 1986, a nurse's aide in Wisconsin seeks therapy from a psychiatrist to help her cope with her reaction to a traumatic event experienced by her daughter. During therapy, the psychiatrist uses hypnosis and other suggestive techniques to dig out buried memories of abuse that she herself had allegedly experienced. In the process, and this this is in Wisconsin, though, in the process, the uh, nurse's aide becomes convinced that she had repressed memories of having been in a satanic cult, of eating babies, of oh. being raped, oh, of having sex gosh. with animals, and of oh. being forced to watch the murder of her eight-year-old friend.
2: Oh, my...
1: She came to believe that she herself had more than 120 personalities because she had experienced such severe childhood sexual and physical abuse. The psychiatrist even performed an exorcism on her. Okay.
0: That's some kind of psychiatrist. Right.
1: Well, eleven years later, she sues the psychiatrist for malpractice. The case is settled out of court for two point four million dollars. Whoa. So, I mean, she went through all this stuff. She probably made yeah. the psychiatrist's career. And that's this is from one of Doctor Doctor Loftus's articles on well why we should research in I how see. fake okay. memories are created. Yeah, because people can go to jail, things can happen. There can be serious repercussions for people. Well, I mean, think based about on... if you've never had if you've never been abused and you are convinced you are abused. And I'm not, I'm not saying for one second that millions of people aren't abused and horrifically think. But let's Sorry. say let's say there's a, some predatory psychiatrist that convinces like this one with this woman in Wisconsin. This psychiatrist convinces you you are abused. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're living a trauma, and you might have dreams about it. You might have, like, uh, you might have triggers, yeah. you know, just in your normal everyday life. It's affecting life. you. And it's affecting you because this person planted those memories in you. And that's the kind of, and there's been hundreds of experiments into this, and a lot of it because I mean, people will challenge eyewitness testimony. And is, I mean, because eyewitness testimony is the most damning thing of all. Right. Think about it. Somebody yeah. goes, like, who murdered Mr. Body in the study with the candlestick? And they point right at you, and they go, it was Mrs. Peacock. Yeah, you know? and exactly. you're like, no, I'm not even Mrs. Peacock. I'm Colonel Mustard. But the thing is, <laughs> like, that's why you need to do research into that kind of stuff, because it's like, well, you need maybe more yeah. proof than just a witness. And, I mean, they did a really cool study about trying to plant a specific memory of being lost in a shopping mall at around the age of five. And she says, here's how we did it. We asked our subjects to try to remember childhood events that had been recounted to us by a parent, an older sibling, or another close relative. We prepared a booklet for each participant containing one paragraph about three events that actually happened and one that had not. We constructed the false event using information about a plausible shopping trip provided by a relative who also verified that the participant had not in fact been lost at around age five. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so the lost in the mall scenario, including the followed elements, they're lost for an extended period. They were crying. They were aided and comforted by an elderly woman. And finally, they were reunited after reading each story in the booklet. Now, so three of them are real. And one of them is this fake one of them being lost. Okay. The participants wrote what they remembered about the event. If they did not remember it, they were instructed to write, I do not remember this. Uh-huh. So the participants recalled something about 49 of the 72 true events. De- so 68% of the true events were remembered. So 29% remembered being lost in the mall when they were five. They remembered that story as true, even though it wasn't. And even after in follow-up interviews... Twenty five percent continued to claim that they remembered, they still remember that they remembered the fictitious event. Wow Even, You know, later on. Sheesh. And so, I mean, that's the idea. They're they're recalling things that didn't happen and they that's were trying to come up with details and stuff. Yeah. And the details were like, Well, I was helped by a kind and elderly woman. <laughs> and uh, and so that's the thing. It's like it was just suggested to them, you know, three of these events are true, one of these are false. And wow. they remembered the fake one. That's crazy. So that's just the kind of the idea. And you know, as far as movies go that talk about these false memories and things, or that just you know talk about memories that happen under hypnosis, um, like I said, there's a UFO incident with James Earl Jones. It's about Betty and Barney Hill. That's a 1970s TV movie. So you're not it's oh, gonna okay. be it's gonna be hard to find it. And <laughs> like most 1970s TV movies, it's probably gonna suck. <laughs> the Night Stalker doesn't suck. That's still still a good one, like 40 years yeah. later. But most of them are are, are, are pants. Um, there's a movie that came out, uh, five or six years ago now called The Fourth Kind. And that was all, it was like a found footage movie. You know what a found footage movie is? Kind of like Blair Witch Project, right? There you go. That's exactly right. Home, so, home movie. Yeah. So the idea is that they take a collection of home movies and they put it all together. Okay. And, and, that's cool. And, that's, and this one had Milia Jovovich who came up last week when we were discussing, yeah. uh, Resident Evil. That's right. So she is a dependable Um, You know, plus I thought that her version of Joan of Arc was better than the other one. Oh, okay. The Messenger, I thought she was a really good Joan of Arc. Um, Even though Fifth Element, not a big fan, and a lot of people are, it's okay. (laughs) Uh, So the fourth (laughs) Sidebar. So the fourth kind, and that title is derived from Dr. J. Allen Hynek's classification of alien encounters. So remember there was a movie called Close Encounters of the... Third kind. Oh, okay. Okay. So the fourth kind is when you're abducted.
0: All coming together now. Yeah. So
1: that's the close encounter of the fourth. And that's why they called it the fourth kind. Oh, cool. And so uh, it's made up of a lot of these um, hypnosis videos. Okay. So that's what it's supposed to be the found footage, the hypnosis videos. And then they have the dramatizations yeah. of the abductions and things like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Anyway, it kind of bombed because it came out at the same time as Paranormal Activity, oh. which was another found footage movie. Right. So it kind of was competing with Paranormal Activity. And so Paranormal Activity won out because it, yeah. well, it, was, it was a great movie. There was only room for one found, found footage movie at a time.
0: Well, it's like when uh, Armageddon and Deep Impact, Deep Impact both came, came out. out at the same time. It's like, oh,
1: man. Right. Saving, Saving Private Ryan and the uh, Thin Red Line oh, came yeah. out at the same yeah. So it's like. Two very similar movies yeah. come out around the same time. Somebody's going to be the winner. Got to go in the ring. Only one can come out. Yes. And and the fourth kind did not come out. <laughs> but I think it's on Netflix. So it's worth a, it's worth a check out because it's interesting. Another good one to watch if you want to see past life regressions uh-huh. is there's an X-Files episode called The Field Where I Died. Ooh, and that's about how Mulder and Scully knew each other in the past. Oh, day. that's cool! And so, the field where I died is a really great X Files episode um, that deals with that kind of stuff. So, uh, those are just—I uh, mean—a couple of good examples. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: There's plenty of things to check out there.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and if you go look, you'll—you can find plenty of footage of people being hypnotized and talking about their alien abduction. Oh yeah, now and with and now
0: with YouTube, I mean
1: right it's just a few clicks and, away and there's even you can even find things that will do past life regression i did like a self-hypnosis session but i, I just i bought like i didn't buy it i probably <laughs> just downloaded some kind of uh, long like hour long oh, okay past life regression yeah. thing and i think i just fell asleep there's probably apps t- for that now too. oh my god there should be a past life regression <laughs> app like hit this whenever you see deja vu and yeah. write, on your, write down your, like right down your surroundings. And then maybe like after a couple of months, you start looking for a pattern. Commonalities. Yeah. And we'll, I mean, we'll talk because there is cool evidence about past lives. I mean, even, uh, you know, Carl Sagan talks about that and Carl Sagan, uh, the billions and billions yeah. guy from the original cosmos. He even, you know, talks about that. That there may be something to that because there's things that little kids remembering things that happen. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> and that's not under hypnosis or anything. That That's not mm-hmm. suggestible. Like, well, do you remember something yeah. before you were born? Were you a farmer named Gunter? And um, so there is something to that. We'll talk about that, hopefully, with somebody who, who remembers a past life sometime. That would be cool. But um, we can talk to Susan Messino's son. That's true. Um, It's true. Yeah, that would be great. uh, So there is something to it. It just might not be under hypnosis. Your memory is very, well, it's very fluid. And so you can't always trust it Mm -hmm. because your present surroundings change it and you're suggested and and, and things like that. So anyway, next time you think you remember something perfectly, um, try to get the other side of the story from your friends or if you have a recording of it if right. it's something big, like that's well, that's why when you you know people tell ghost stories and yeah. things it's like well did you at least another another good thing too is journaling i know you're very
0: diligent about that but i try to be but keeping the journal forces you to when you go back you know you go oh oh yeah wait what happened that day you know um you remember it one way and then you go back and clarify that maybe you can you right. can see what your mind has done that, to that, that waitress the
1: did spit at you in india
0: right
1: yeah exactly you know, and, bartender. Well, and these, I mean, these things can be can be dangerous. Like we said, like that, you know, that, that one woman in Wisconsin, you know, she lived a traumatic life for 10 years. Those people from the preschool went to jail. Uh, the hysteria created around the idea that Satanists were running around and, and killing people. Yeah, that's crazy. That was part of the things that, that, that famous West Memphis Three... Mm-hmm. Um that had have just been released from prison right. you know, after yep. 17, 18 years. Uh, one of the reasons that they were convicted was because people were like, well, I mean they were goths. I mean, what yeah. was their crime? Liking nine-inch nails. <laughs> then put me away. Too much shopping at Hot Topic. <laughs> right. So like, um, but that's the whole thing. I mean, our memory our memories are easily manipulated. False memories can happen. So that's just something we always have to keep in mind. All right. All right, well, speaking of memory, this week's song is about how uh, some people selectively remember the things that are great and try to forget the things that aren't. It's called Selective Amnesia. Listening to today's episode. You can
0: find us online at OthersidePodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. Hey Mike. Hey what remember that time when you told me that you'd buy me a beer after this? No, oh, yeah. you you totally did. Remember? You're like, I'm gonna buy the I'm gonna I've gonna buy us a round of drinks. <laughs> oh, I did at say that I was bar gonna go right buy- across the street. Remember oh, that? Remember Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go. All right, I'm in. I'm buying.